All right, folks, here we go. It is finally the day has come. What we waited for since July train camp in the heat of the summer through through the preseason into that tough regular season of 17 games in 18 weeks through the bowels of the postseason for some three weeks. But for these two here, they, they had their bye, their, their number one seed, so they had to go through two. And now we're here. Super Sunday. The biggest sporting day of the year. The biggest single-day sporting event of the year. The Super Bowl. And for the first time on our recording, we're talking about the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But, man, this is this is going to be good. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs are the other team. It's a personal Super Bowl because of the connections both teams have. Brother versus brother. Coaches going against their old teams. And a few other tidbits. But obviously, this is the big one. The biggest game of the year. At, at around 9.50 tonight, one of these teams will be forever known as world champions. And will go into the Raptors in history for their for what they did. Obviously, you know, this is not our first time watching the Eagles in the Super Bowl. They say, Kwame, you were alive in 1980, so you've seen every time the Eagles have been in the Super Bowl. You were a kid back then. I don't know if you have yeah. any memory of that. But obviously, nah. three Super Bowls, but obviously the three Super Bowls that Matt and I have seen, we've been old enough to remember it hand yeah. in hand, foot by foot. So obviously, your thoughts as we go into a, the biggest game of the year, Biggest moment. Well, this is it, man. A few hours away. Game's coming up soon, man. We got a lot to talk about. We got to break this game down. Um, there's a few other things to talk about too, man. I got. We didn't get a chance to get to it on on uh, on uh, Wednesday when we talked. But I do have some prop bets I want to throw your way and see what we do, what we think. Let's uh, as a little bonus, we'll see who gets the most right. And um, I also have a trivia question for you guys that uh, I saw that I actually got it right. But uh, see, there's it's, it's pretty it's not it's not difficult, but there is a little trick in there that might throw you guys off. So I got a trivia question for you guys. Got some prop bets. We got to break this game down. Um, but yeah, man, this is my third Super Bowl I've seen with the Eagles in it. I was born in in December of '81, so I missed the. Very first one, obviously, but uh, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, you know what? Someone's knocking on my door. Kwame, you can go. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I missed. You're talking about the first Super Bowl you mentioned in '80. I mean, I remember it come happening because that year was the year of Philly. I remember as a kid being on a bus, very vivid memory, being on a school bus saying, wow, we got the Phillies going to the World Series, because I think this was October maybe. The, the, the Sixers were just in the finals the year before, uh, earlier that year, and Eagles were looking good. And then they made it to the Super Bowl. So I remember that. And I kind of I'm, I have more memory of I'm slightly more memory of the World Series. I don't remember the NBA Finals, and I don't remember really watching the Super Bowl, but I'm sure I did with my dad. There's no doubt. I was probably sitting with him watching. 
Um, and after looking back, the, the, the problem we had with that game was many people thought, and I don't remember what the point spread was, that the Eagles were a better team than the Raiders. And the Raiders. But the Eagles came in tight. You know, the Super Bowl was in New Orleans. The Raiders went down there, had a ball. <laughs> you know, they were just out there getting the drinking on, they're drunk on. And Mr. Vermeil had the boys on that tight curfew. So they were trying to treat it as business. And game time came. <laughs> Raiders loosey goosey came and took it to us. Um and there's been a problem with that city ever since. Like the Eagles does have, and I'm going off the um, side tangent here, but the Eagles have struggles with the Saints. Like it is weird. If you, if you notice, we hardly beat them in the regular season or um, or playoffs. Something about that city, we just still can't do that to, uh, with them. So, and it's going up to this year when the Saints came up here, my boy, our guy, uh, Charles, said that several of the Saints came to his restaurant. Got drunk, and they came out and beat us <laughs> the next day. <laughs> so I don't know what it is about that city that we struggle with, but uh, this Super Bowl, we don't have to worry about anything from New Orleans. Beautiful Phoenix, uh, dealing with these Chiefs, and uh, the the funny thing is, the last two Super Bowls were won by the home team. Something that never home teams could never win Super Bowls. So now we're in Phoenix. It's not Philadelphia, but 1983-84, Eagles were this close to being the Phoenix Eagles. Right about that. Right about that. <laughs> Thanks to Leonard Toast and his drunk self, damn near gambled <laughs> the team away. <laughs> so it was that close. And I just heard more details about that today. I mean, yesterday by Mr. Ray Didinger, that it had Mayor Good had to jump in. They had to call a meeting with the NFL owners to help give Leonard some dough because he was cash strapped. <laughs> so they would keep the team here. I mean, it came down, <laughs> it, it got serious. <laughs> and uh, but they were that close to selling the team that out to Phoenix. So another way, it's our it's our second home from home. Another home Super Bowl victory tonight. Yeah, but we have had some some troubles in Phoenix too, you know. I mean, we're not going up against Larry Fitzgerald anymore, but you know, <laughs> no. we have been killed there in Phoenix a bunch of times. So, yeah, the NFC Championship game, I remember, uh, 08. <laughs> yeah. I was in DC watching that one. Yeah, that was another heartbreaker. We've had a lot of them. We've had a lot of them, man. But uh, yeah. go ahead and continue, Alfred. Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that stadium, we had to kill a curse there in October when we went to play the Arizona. We never won in that building before, prior to that matchup. And we almost didn't win there this year. I mean, we, we got to a quick start. And then Arizona, somehow, when they were actually decent team at that time, nearly brought, brought back lazy, lazy, uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray nearly uh, brought, <laughs> brought them back and won, but at the time, we used a kicker that actually became a full-time kicker for the Chargers because that was Jake Elliott was out that day. So we used uh, Cameron Dicker, I think his name was, who eventually they became could, the, the kicker. That became a full-time <laughs> kicker for the Chargers later in the season. 
Yep. He got so, a job out of it. Yeah, he, he did do he did the job and thanks to him we broke that curse because boy, we come in this game a little more nervous than we normally would be. Yeah, yeah, we have but I feel like tonight this is gonna be interesting. But I feel like tonight things are different. I, I feel I mean, obviously, like you said, Kwame, there's a you know, Phoenix is kinda of like Philly West in a way. Like I said, lots of celebrities live out there. Donovan McNabb lives out there. I mean, Dan Kirkpatrick lives out there. I mean, it, that area is a very it's 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 not Hollywood, but it, but a lot of celebrities do live in that area. You know, a lot of people come out there and they they live out there. If they don't like Florida, they'll like Arizona. A little less conservative, but still, you know, got their rules and bender bender rules, mm. but still. But still, I mean, you know, this is going to be interesting. I mean, when you look at this matchup and then you look at the environment and all that, I mean, you know, all week everybody's been kind of been back and forth on on their predictions and what they think this game's going to go. But they're all knowing, even if they're not picking the Eagles, they know they're the better team, better defense, better O-line, more weapons. I mean, the Chiefs, they're good. We all know that. We obviously know Mahomes. They have a decent they have a very decent O line. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end of this generation. And obviously they have some receivers that can get it done like Juju Smith Schuster and Valdez Scantling. Obviously, the defense is the question mark for them, especially in the back half on the in the secondary. They're starting four rookies allegedly, I hear. That's not going to be an easy job when you got guys like AJ Brown and Quez Watkins that can that can break through. It's going to be very interesting to see how that how that works. These two, that could be where Jalen uh, where Jalen Hurts can can explore it and throw the ball. I think he's going to have a good throwing night because I think running the ball obviously is their strength, obviously, but we've seen how good this offense can be. Either they run the ball great or they throw the ball great. And I feel like we're against that secondary, that chief secondary, that's going to give them an advantage. And, of course, A.J. Brown's just looking for a big game. He has yet to have one in this postseason. <laughs> so, of course, in the biggest game of the year, let's see where 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 it goes and how it goes and how it comes down to. And, and I believe that the Eagles have the advantage at least in three of the four sectors of this matchup. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down. I got a, a lot of notes here. I'm gonna break this down. We we obviously are gonna go around and talk about this game. I'm gonna break this down uh uh two parts. I'll go I'll I'll break KC's offense versus our defense. We'll go and then when we come back around, I'll break down Eagles offense versus KC's defense, kind of keep it confined into certain things. Um but, you know, it's no coincidence these two teams are built pretty similar, okay? Um, Andy Reid was obviously here for a long time, and his influence still reigns with this team and with Howie Roseman and the way this team's built. I mean, the concept is pretty simple. You build up your lines, both sides of the ball, get yourself a franchise quarterback, and let everything else try to fall into place, okay? Uh, 
but those are those are the big the, the biggest things. Um, you got to get your lines built up. You got to get that quarterback. We've seen over the years with Andy Reid here, we see some good receiving stats with guys like uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, T.O., you know, and we've seen some horrible ones with guys like James Thrash and Todd Pinkston, and we were still successful, still made NFC Championship games. So, you know, they haven't focused quite as much on the uh, skill positions. That's Andy Reid's concept. That's what Howie Roseman has continued here. But over the last two years, Howie Roseman, actually over the last three years, Howie Roseman has made a point of trying to build up that receiving staff. And uh, he's had some successes. He's had some failures. But overall, it's been, it ended up being successful. We got A.J. Brown. We got Devontae Smith. We got Dallas Goddard at tight end. Quez Watkins, for what he's worth, I don't think he's not a great player. He, he never will be, but he's, he's, he's a guy that can make a play deep. You know, he can beat you deep. So, you know, they've done it. Um, but, yeah, um, when I look at this game, man, I'm just going to start down with my breakdown of uh, Kansas City, okay? Um, I look at the KC team. I look at their defense. We'll start down with, with the KC defense versus the Eagles offense, okay? Both defensive lines for the Eagles and the, and the Chiefs are really good, but the Chiefs are – not as deep, and they don't have the same studs that the Eagles have. They got Chris Jones. He's a stud. The rest of those guys, some of them are good, but we're not talking about four guys that are getting double-digit sacks, okay? We're talking about one guy that the Eagles have to really worry about. And the Eagles have the best offensive line in the NFL, bar none. It's not even close. So uh, you're talking about Chris Jones going up against – that interior of the Eagles offensive line, I think the Eagles can can uh, not quite shut him down, but they can limit him. And then you talk about those defensive ends going up against our tackles. Lane Johnson, I mean, you don't even have to think about him. The guy doesn't let up a pressure. The guy doesn't let up a, a sack. <laughs> he is what he is. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get beat. Even even with a, a groin injury, guys got a torn groin, he still won't get beat. He's the best right mm -hmm. tackle in the NFL, and he's a Hall of Famer. The guy could be one of the – could be – end up going in the Hall of Fame as the best right tackle of all time, <laughs> you know? And then Jordan Mailata, hey, he's young. He's a, he's a major upgrade over what we had in the last Super Bowl with Hal Vitae, okay? This guy's a This guy's a future stud himself. He is a stud already, but he's going to keep getting better. He's young. He's going to keep getting better. Um, so that this offensive line, I'm not worried about the Eagles' offensive line going up against that D-line for the Chiefs. I think we're going to dominate them. Okay, we're going to run the ball. Hopefully, we're going to run the ball, I should say. I mean, we've seen uh, the run-pass ratio get out of whack over the years, especially in the Andy Reid years, but we've seen it with uh, Sirianni as well. But I think if the Eagles come out and just make a make a point of running the ball early and often and controlling that clock, we're going to dominate on offense. I mean, their their cornerbacks aren't that good. I'm sorry, they're they're not good enough to compete with our receivers. Um, their linebackers are pretty good. Dallas Goddard will get his. He might get a touchdown. He'll probably get 70 yards receiving. He'll get his. Uh, Miles Sanders though, Kenny Gainwell. If we come out and we run the ball. And we dominate that line of scrimmage and wear that defense down. 
man, we should we should control this clock. We should be able to move the ball at will. And uh, and then we can make the big plays in the second half. We can have the, the guys like A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith making big catches. We come out, once we get those safeties coming up, creeping up to the line, that's when we hit them deep with the play action, you know. And uh, one thing about the Chiefs, you know, their defense – they they've played most the most press coverage in the NFL. Okay, they, their defense plays almost exclusively press coverage. Okay, they don't play zone. And AJ Brown against press since 2016, he averages 4.5 yards per route run, first in the uh-huh. NFL. This guy will beat you, and he'll beat you deep if you try to get up in his grill. You know, and if you don't keep those safeties back there, it's going to be a problem. Um, and the Chiefs they have limited a lot of big plays this year. But they haven't gone up against an offense like this. You know, all we've heard, we've heard a lot about, oh, the Eagles haven't faced a guy like Mahomes. Well, Casey hasn't faced an offense like this. This is a balanced offense that can beat you any way you want. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, they got the best offensive line. Steve Spagnuolo can't just bring the heat and expect to, uh, expect to, you know, shut down, shut us down and limit these big plays. You bring that heat, we're going to start running the ball. So, um so yeah, yeah, I, I I do hope the Eagles come out early and often and run the ball, control that clock, and then once those safeties start creeping up, then hit them deep. But uh, I do think that the Eagles definitely have a major advantage, offense versus defense. And um, one other thing that I do see here is uh, the Chiefs' defense, thirty first in the NFL in DVOA against the pass in the short middle part of the field. Hurts uh, is third short middle part of the field mm-hmm. aka dallas goddard so uh keep an eye on that guy man i i i see a big game come from him yeah yeah um and i've kind of been echoing a lot of those things you said prior and um i've been telling everybody i talked to that i've never been at this level of confidence um uh, except maybe and i'm just saying maybe the old four super bowl with tio um but the only reason i don't think i was i wasn't at this level because we were playing a team that was still better we were still playing tom brady and the gang who had at that point have won two super bowls i think already and so since we had none you know, it was still hard to come in ultra confident, but I felt good going into that game. I still felt we should have won if Andy and company didn't get tight at the end. If Andy and McNabb didn't get really tight and decided to just take their sweet time on the fourth quarter <laughs> with the ball, uh, we should have been pulled, pulled that off. But this team is just, I'm seeing just they're the better team. And the true measure in football or what when you got a better team is how are your lines doing? And our offensive line is Matt is going is one of the best in the league, if maybe the best in the league. And when you got Lane Johnson who's given up zero sacks, you know, all year. Um, I feel great about the matchup against any other defensive line in the league. And then on the flip side, our defensive line, you know, we got the most sacks in, in the league, break a record. And so I have nothing to be scared of with them. There's nothing on Casey's offensive line that scares me. They're a good offensive line. 
but um I think well, I think Lions still does really better. Good at center. He's huh? the next the next great center. You say again? I said my guy Creed Humphrey at center, guy I was yeah. talking up last year before the draft. He is really good. He, he might be the next best center in the NFL going forward after Kelsey's gone, but mm-hmm. we got Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. And then that's fine. As he develops I and mean, maybe he'll get better, but it won't be ready. He won't be ready for today. Today, <laughs> and for the most part, our pressure is going to come from the ends anyway. Um, you know, Adamakan Sue, of course, can bully and bum rush you when needed. But uh, we brought them in really to help with run stoppage. But as long as Hassan Riddick is doing his thing, um, and and then you still got Fletcher Cox rotating in. Uh, once again, former uh, champion uh, who knows what to do. And and I got to give Fletcher Cox a lot of credit, too, for getting this defense better or getting aware awareness because he was openly complaining uh, last year uh, when he put the coordinator, you know, who we all <laughs> uh, disparage at times. But I feel they – and that last year he was shaky. And I think everybody was shaky. Their first year, trying to figure this thing out. But Cox was like, what are you doing? Like, why you have me dropping back in the pass coverage? Or let me do you know, what I do best. And they, when they started listening to that, you saw things get better. And then this year, by adding some tackles, now he can get some rest. So he's not playing 95% of the snaps. And so that makes him better. And so all those things, I got to give a whole lot of credit to Howie for putting all this together. To have this another Super Bowl team that's five years removed from the other one, and it's totally new. Like, there's with no continuity between coaches or quarterbacks, <laughs> which that's normally the staple. Uh, the Patriots had their run because yeah, Brady, Belichick, boom. They stay together. Right now, you got the Chiefs kind of running the AFC. You got, uh, you got Mahomes and our our old guy, whose name I won't mention, <laughs> Mr. Reed. But so you see the continuity. Head coach and quarterback is normally what keeps with with successes. And here we're doing it with a whole new situation. And we got it. Like I said, a few carryovers uh, with, with Kelsey and Cox, Brandon Graham. Um, who am I missing? Was there four? I think. Um, Cox, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham. Oh, Josh Sweat was okay. I forgot Josh Sweat. Okay. Double digit sacks. Okay. And you know, no, you know what? Fletcher Cox only had seven sacks, so only for defensive. <laughs> it was Graham, yeah. Sweat, Hargrave, and Reddick. Hargrave. Yeah. Although I'm sorry, you talking about the double digit attacks. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the team, how many players carried over from the, the Super Bowl from. Oh, you know what? Five years ago. Trivia question for you guys. Oh, I'm already blowing up your trivia question. It was seven. It was seven. Okay. Well, seven the funny thing is, previous Super Bowl. you can think about it and give me the answers after. Well, like I said, I think I know all seven. You just mentioned, like said, Cox. Yeah. Brandon Graham, funny... obviously, Jason Kelsey, uh, 
the funny thing is I got the uh I got their and box Jake score Elliott, right here. Jake Elliott was a kicker. <laughs> he was still the kicker that back then. It was his rookie year then. Yeah. Uh oh, but it's just funny looking there's at this one, box. There's one that you might look past here though. So ah. Uh, but but looking at their box score from last that Super Bowl is just crazy to me. The first just the score alone, 41 to 33 is crazy. <laughs> but Nick Foles, let's go toe to toe. 373 <laughs> yards, man. Three touchdowns. Just one pick. And he caught a touchdown that Tom couldn't do. Yeah, I mean, really special. He, really special he, he he actually outplayed that. So that's why that Super Bowl we won it. But I didn't go into that Super Bowl ultra confident. Not with a backup quarterback, not a guy who I just watched three weeks prior look shaky against the Falcons in the divisionals. Now then the conference title, we just blew over the the Vikings. Um but I was still like, Nick Foles, okay, well, I, I think we can. <laughs> you know, that was the feeling we all had. We think we can. Today, I know we can. The only reason we should lose today is we blow it. And we just have to do everything we've been doing for the past 19 games. Um, Actually, yeah, 19 games. Control the clock. You know, the game that we lost, the only game we lost with Jalen was this one to show on. If you got on Fox right now, but to show on the, uh, the season and review, the Washington game, because Washington owned the time of possession. They they just ran the ball well enough to keep us off the field. They didn't run the ball great, but you got two or three yards, two or three yards, two or three yards, then a penalty, then two or three yards. Two. So we control the clock like we're supposed to. Don't turn the ball over like we haven't been doing most of the season. A couple games got a little shaky. I think we can still win even at negative one turnover ratio. Negative two is a little, a little dicey. Um, now we've done it with lesser teams, but you, know, you don't want to play around and do that here. Just do those things, and there's a W waiting for you. And another parade is really that simple. I, I don't have that deep of an analysis to give. Just do what you do. <laughs> well, hey, um, I will say this though, you know, um, last you, 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 Kwame, you mentioned last time you had this conference was uh, 2004 Super Bowl. Um, yeah. One thing that didn't worry me a little bit is the last time I seen this level of confidence from Eagles fans in general was uh, was that Bucks and <laughs> oh, 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 oh boy. <laughs> and maybe it's just Philly, Philly being used to losing all the time, but that worries me. Like I don't like having. <laughs> you know? I like to be a little bit worried. So uh, I don't think the team's going to have that, but uh, nonetheless. <laughs> but um, since you already yeah. brought up the trivia question, um, <laughs> I'm going to name six of the seven guys. Let's because th- those are pretty easy, and then you guys see if you can come up with the seventh guy that's been in the Super Bowl in 2017. So we got. Offensive line, three guys, Jason Kelsey, Sayamalu, Wayne Johnson, obvious. Um, no, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Defensive line, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Okay. Kicker, like uh, Rob just said, Elliot. He was a rookie back then. He came up huge for us. And then there's one more that this was the one that gave me about – I had to pause for about 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, I think this guy was on the team. Derek Barnett. 
What's that? Derek Barnett. Nah, I'm not no? counting him. He's on IR, but yeah, I'm not counting him. Guy that's actually playing. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, also, um, I've been, I've been, uh, one other number that I'm going to throw at you. I've been hmm. uh, talking, comparing this team to that 2017 since and the draft in spring. And, uh, you know, back in that Super Bowl, there were seven players playing in that game that had previously played in Super Bowls. And now we got seven players that played for this team in a Super Bowl. You know, just. Oh. What position does this guy play? I, I think we've gotten them all. If I give you his position, it's going to be obvious. So I can't tell you that. Yeah, I don't see any name here that I'm. That's listed. So maybe he didn't do any. Must have no stats. Seven, we've said seven. So no. it's. All right, I'll give you the position. Long snapper. Oh, wait, he's here? Rick Lovato. He was, I don't, he, he's still oh, on the Eagles? That's not what I'm thinking of. I was thinking about the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you forget about I, him because you never see, see anything about him. But, yeah, that, that was the seventh guy, Rick long Lovato. Long snapper. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a trivia question. That, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, 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 I would not have thought of that. No, that yeah, that name does not come up. Definitely would not come up in the stats. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's for sure. Well, like I said, y'all, y'all have y'all memories of 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 past of great moments. You know, like I said, when I think about about two thousand four, my memory is like I'm I'm happy to be here, even though we kind of felt like we should have won that game. Obviously, spy Spygate and all that circumstance. The Patriots were on, on a roll at that time. Yeah. And then we didn't have a healthy T.O., though he did play and played great. McNabb just choked like he always did. It just seemed inevitable at that time. When I think about last Super Bowl five years ago, I actually felt confident we were going to win that game. I woke up saying we were going to win that game somehow. Just because, one, Brady was a little more vulnerable, even though there was still he was still Brady and that team was still going to come and show up. And that day... He threw for over 500 yards and had 600 yards total offense. That def- our defense is much better than that. <laughs> you know, ain't gonna have, that ain't gonna happen today. But it's just, I just felt like they were gonna win that game, even though it was Brady and was Belichick and all that. Today, I feel the same way, but I know that I'm in a rocking chair compared to compared to the for the last two years. I mean, the last two times we were here, just because. We're going against um, – I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are still the, a, a dangerous team, and we can't take them lightly, obviously. But if we're the better team, and, I, and this time we're coming in as the favorite, obviously I feel like we have a good chance to, to take care of our business if we take care of stuff early. I mean, when you look at their defense, I mean, and then you look at our defense, our defense should give the Rockets a lot, a lot of issues. They should. He should be. You know. They. They all said. Say Booger said it. But, uh, they all said it. If you give, if this, if this defense gives Mahomes pressure and he can't get out the pocket with his with bum ankle, he's going to be in for a long evening, and that obviously gives us the advantage. I mean, hell, seventy eight sacks. No, no team going in the Super Bowl, in I don't think ever has had that many sacks going into a Super Bowl, and. You know, we have a secondary that's, you know, we got top 10 guys in the secondary, Slay and Bradbury. Avante Max has been awesome this year when healthy. I mean, our secondary is 
three times better than theirs. They're playing rookies. They're playing a bunch of rookies. So, to me, like I said, you know, our defense is, is going to at least give Mahomes a lot of trouble, it seems like, if he, can, if he can't get out of the pocket. And that's if he can't get out of the pocket. Because this defense won't allow you to run. They just won't allow you to run. So, I mean, they'll, they'll, they don't have to blitz either. You know, that's the good thing about defense. If you don't blitz much and you still got all these sacks, that tells you how great your defense is. So basically, it's not that Mahomes has to find a way to beat beat this defense. He just has to be methodical to know that he has to deal with what we have to give him. You know, but Hassan Reddick is the guy that starts and and stops with. If he gets going, Eagles are in, are in business. We've seen that throughout the postseason. We've seen that throughout the regular season. When number seven gets going, there's not a damn thing quarterbacks can do about it. Now, obviously, Mahomes will be a challenge because unlike Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy or Josh Johnson, you know, or Boo Boo the Fool, whoever the quarterback was in 49ers, we're going against the two-time MVP now. Be interesting, but like I said, I know Matt, you, you're full of stats. How about this? And this gives the Eagles an even bigger advantage. The MVP has not won a Super Bowl yeah. since not in the 21st century. Since 1990, since 2001, every MVP that's played in the Super Bowl has lost, mm-hmm. and that streak could continue tonight. Oh yes, Moore is the last one to do it in 1999. Not even in this century. Like I said, I mean. You know, like I said, it, it don't matter. I, I mean, to me, you know, Hurts not winning MVP doesn't bug me at all. It doesn't. Other awards do, do bug me. The fact that, you know, that Hassan didn't win Defensive Player of the Year does bug me. That Brandon Grant didn't get a, at least get a vote for Comeback Player of the Year does bug me. But Jalen Hurts not winning the league MVP doesn't. Just because, just because of the potential curse it has with it. Yeah, well, um, um, yeah, I did see that stat about the MVP. Um, and you know, before I get break down the go into the Eagles defense versus the Chiefs offense, I will say one other thing that I forgot to mention, um, that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, this is probably going to be the last game that we have Shane Steichen as our yeah. offensive coordinator because just I've been uh, telling people uh, at the store today, yeah, I've been telling people at the store. He's taking. He's accepted the coach job. It's already agreed to. Contract still up and still got to be this negotiated, but a deal has been reached. And there's yeah. a big, big, big rumor going around that Jonathan Gannon and I told y'all this on our previous show. The Arizona Cardinals still looking for a coach, and they're talking to him. And they might, if they give Gannon Weber, they're going to probably hire him too. Yeah, that would be the one that hurts to me. Um, I like Brian Johnson moving right up the offensive coordinator. But, you know, we got a, in, a couple in-house candidates there on the defensive side. But, man, Vic Fangio, he was he was going to be – he would have been my guy if we had lost uh, Gannon. Oh, oh Matt, oh, oh, yeah, there's another thing. I read also that Vic Fangio yeah, has been, been working with the Eagles 
having worked with the Eagles defensive coaches on, on strategy and the game plan for tonight. Yeah, exactly. He he's, has been working with them. He's technically employed by the Eagles until tomorrow morning. So, you know. And then he takes the Miami job. Then he takes yeah. the Dolphins coordinator job. Yeah, but we'll see about Gannon. You know, two weeks ago, he told everybody that he's staying here for another year. So we'll see about him. But Steichen's gone. Um, Doesn't um, that sound familiar? The <laughs> same yeah. thing with Frank Wright. Yeah. <laughs> He took the gold job just after the Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, same just thing. another same damn thing. <laughs> just another comparison to 2017, man. Same thing. So we'll see. We'll see. But um, okay. So the Eagles' defense versus the Chiefs' offense. Um, I mean, the bottom line: the Chiefs' offense is one-dimensional. They don't have any type of running game that we have to worry about. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco has been decent in the playoffs, but come on, man. He's not going to beat us. He's not going to run for 175 yards and two, three touchdowns. We got one guy to worry. Well, we got two guys to worry about, but one main guy is Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Now, they they do have a great offensive line as well. Their offensive line is top five for sure, probably top three. But we have the best defensive line in the NFL. Possibly the best, probably the best defensive line of this century, of the 20th century, the 21st century. And one of the best defensive lines of all time you can make a case for. So we 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 should and could get after Mahomes. And when you look at that guy Weil over there at right tackle, probably lining up against Hassan Reddick, that's a major mismatch. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to double team him somehow. Chip him with a I, I mean they can't really chip him with Travis Kelsey because he's their main receiver, but get a running back on that side, something. They got to give that guy some help. Otherwise, they're screwed. But even so, even if they give him help, we got other guys coming. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. We were talked about all these other guys on this defensive line, and uh, but yeah, that's the one matchup on this team that I'm a bit I, I worry about is Travis Kelsey going up against the secondary. Okay, um, when I look at this team, the one thing that this that Jonathan Gannon does that worries me a little bit is uh, he sits back. He'll give the underneath stuff and. A guy like Kelsey and Mahomes, they'll take it all day. They'll take that five yards, five, six yards every single play. We can't, we can't just give that up. We got to get somebody up on Kelsey. Um, we, you know, we got to play more man than zone. I think in this game, those receivers, they're not, they can't beat our, uh, they can't beat our cornerbacks. They're not that good. We got the best cornerback trio in the NFL. We can, we shut, we should shut them down. We got a great pass rush. We should be up on the line jamming those receivers, and then when it comes to Kelsey, we got to double team him. Um, I'm, I'm, I would say uh, uh, Kaiser White, get him right off the line, play underneath, jam Kelsey right at the line, play underneath. Um, have uh, Gardner Johnson play over the top, so Kelsey gets past uh, White. Gardner Johnson is right there, right behind him to make a play. Yeah, I mean that's the guy we got to focus on. If we can shut him down, not even shut him down, keep him under 75 yards receiving and at uh, 75 yards and a touchdown. We keep him at that or less, we're good. We're good. There are those receivers. Maybe somebody makes one deep play. They're not going to beat us consistently. They can't. They don't have the talent. Um, and then you talk about uh, you talk about this D-line. I know, Rob, you mentioned about Sue and how we don't let up uh, – since he got here, we don't we're stout against the run. Um, one thing I will say is uh, 
Sue, Sue, we, we've had two, 10 games with Sue on this team. Okay. We've allowed 114.4 rush yards per game. We've had 49 sacks and allowed 19.1 points per game. Since he got here, this defense has taken it to another level. And, uh, and he's been huge for this team. So I expect another big time performance from this D line. And I expect them to do it without the blitz. Okay. I know in Philly, everyone loves the guy, wants us to bring 10 players every play. You know, Buddy Ryan, Jim Johnson, John Gannon doesn't do it. Jim Schwartz didn't do it. You just got to get over. This is the new NFL. We're not going to bring 10 players. We're not going to bring eight. Okay. It's just how mm-hmm. the NFL is nowadays. You can't do that. You're going to get beat. Um, and you can't do it against Mahomes either. You know, he's had 17 touchdown passes this season versus the Blitz. He's the number one quarterback against the Blitz. We got to get home with four or five players, max, you know, our D line plus Hassan Reddick. And, mm. and I think, well, I think we'll win that line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, to me, it's, that's it. It's that Kelsey versus our secondary matchup. If we, if we can limit Kelsey to 75 yards and a touchdown, we win this game easy. And, uh, and that's how we just got to do it. Double team Kelsey, make those receivers beat us on the outside. You got it. You got it. Um, it's not much more for me to add. I'm just ready for game time. I'm ready for kickoff. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> I'm just ready right, for then. kickoff. Uh, um, right. And I, I'll just continue to say, uh, this is the first time in my life where I can simply say, my team just simply does what it's been doing from day one to two weeks ago. I guess that dirty 49ers that can't stop running them out. <laughs> just do that. You win. Yeah. Every other Super Bowl or finals, whether it's NBA finals, um, uh, the Sixers, 83, yeah, they swept the Lakers, but, and I was no 11, but they just lost to the Lakers a year before and two years before that. So I couldn't go into that finals fully confident either, even though we just added Mr. Moses Malone, take us to the promised land, and he did, but until they won a game or two, then you're like, oh, okay, they can do this. But I, I don't think – I doubt highly if the city was ultra confident about winning that before day one. Oh, one, the last time we were in the finals with Iverson and the Lakers, I didn't go in feeling all confident that we were going to beat the Lakers. Lakers just got finished sweeping their way to the finals. And we were the underdog team to make it to the finals. It was a battle <laughs> to get there. But then we won game one. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then game two, we had a lead at the half. Iverson had 30. I said, uh oh. And the Lakers crowd was getting quiet. And that boy, I was feeling really good. And even after they lost it, I thought they could come home and win games three, four, and five. Didn't work out that <laughs> We lost games three, four, and five. <laughs> and so that was maybe the last time I felt confidence. But once again, those were after a win in the series. Um, In our last Super Bowl that we won, as we just talked about, I couldn't go in ultra confident about Nick Foles. Nick Foles <laughs> against Tom Brady. And I was looking at the stats again. If you told me, that he's going to have three players receive 
has uh, received three touchdowns and 400 yards of offense. Just the top three. Oh, we, we how how bad did we lose? Is what I would have asked. <laughs> then he told me that this guy threw 500 yards and we won. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. So I didn't have that ultra sense of confidence winning that one either. But I felt we could win it. I didn't go in scared. I said, let's go do it. And it was one of those, hey, got nothing to lose. We're here. But here, we lose this. We blew it. We lose this. We were playing sloppy. If we lose this, it's because the coaching got stupid again. Because every now and again, they kind of lose their mind for a game or two. Just do what you've done to win all those games. Jalen Hurts, uh, as a starter, was 15 and one. And so you, well, actually, I'm sorry, 14 and one, 16 and one. Yeah. So play 16 and one as a starter. So the only loss was the Washington nonsense. Just don't do that. (laughs) W. That's it. Uh, All right. So. All right, so we've gone through all all the notebooks, the notes and crannies of this matchup. I mean, obviously, they're talking here on Fox in the pregame about great moments in this building. Like I said, 16 years of this State Farm Stadium has had moments that goes for decades. But we'll see what memory we have here because there's always going to be something in this building. So, all right, without further ado, Go ahead with your predictions. Well, before the predictions, you want to do uh, some prop bets that we should right. do for the Super Bowl? All right. All right. Um, I'm going to throw a few of them at you here. Let's see who gets the most right. All right. Right off the bat, the, one of the most common ones, the color of the Gatorade. I'm going to say green. Green? Hmm. For the Eagles, it would be green. Um, for the Chiefs, it would be orange. If, if well, the Chiefs yeah, you only pick one. So, I'm uh, well, I'm going green. so do, do they use different? But each team could have their own different color, right? Oh, yeah. Or they no? pick whatever they want. So Okay. So, yeah. so you want the Eagles side? Um, yeah. All right. Um, I would say, I mean, green would make sense. But that's kind of like a lime tasting one. Yeah, yeah, it's the lemon-lime flavor. I'm thinking they might go blue. Blue? Okay, okay, that's a good one. That's at plus 500. So, green, yellow-green is at plus 350. And uh, for me, um, I don't know. I was thinking orange. I don't know why. That's that's the most – that's the that's the lowest one that's at plus 250. Mm. But I don't know. For some reason, I, I'm thinking orange. So okay, okay. Um, here's one. Uh, first scoring play of the game uh, as a field a field goal as the first point scoring game play of the game plus oh. one fifty five. And uh, just for perspective, um, five of the last Super Bowls have had a field goal to open the game, including ours. Including ours in fifty two. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go off the limb and say it'll be a touchdown this time. Okay. A passing touchdown. A passing touchdown. Okay. Rushing touchdown. So you're saying touchdown too? 
I'm going to go with the yes as a field goal to open the game. Okay, um, ears and Eagles won. Over under one and a half touchdowns in the first half. Over. One and a half for the first half? Yeah. Over. I'm saying over as well. Now, here's a basic one. Coin toss. Heads or tails? <laughs> I'm going to say tails. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with tails. I always take heads. <laughs> okay. Um, here's one that was weird that I came across. And I just happened to be drinking Heineken that night. So, <laughs> first beer brand commercial Budweiser at minus 115 or Heineken at one minus 115. And I don't know how they came up with Heineken, but just happened to be that way. So, I'll throw that in there. I'm saying neither. I'm going to say neither. I'm going to say neither. Miller. Miller. Okay. Oh, sorry. Say, so who's going to? They, they, they had it as Budweiser or Heineken as the oh, first what, oh, brand what, commercial. Oh, what brand they're going to drink? The celebration will be in the locker room? No, like the um, commercial. For the first commercial. Oh, first commercial. Yeah, for oh. beer. Hmm, if I knew who paid the most money for commercials, you good one. <laughs> um I I'm just gonna go with Budweiser just because Yeah. I know it's gotta be the high low odds for that one, I'm assuming. They have the same odds though. It's weird. They're both at minus one fifteen. I don't huh. know how they came up with that. But, yeah, I went with Budweiser, too, just because, you know, they're the one that you see all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so a couple uh, actual, like, things for the game here. Okay, Mahomes, over under 294.5 passing yards. I'm going to say under. Mm, okay. So the number is, what, 294? 294.5. I actually will say over. Yeah. And we'll still win it. I should do. Yeah. I'm going with the over two just because they got no running game. They got to pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Here's a couple for Hertz here. Um, over under 297.5 total yards. I'm going to say over. Okay. So it's passing and rushing. Passing and rushing, yeah. Yeah, it's over. I know he's been a little low the playoffs, but yeah, that'll be over. I, I'm going yeah. with the over too. This is they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can to win this game. So it's gonna yeah. all go through hurts. Um, and then the other hurts one is over under ten and a half rushing attempts. Hmm. What was that? What was that? Over under for Hertz, 10 and a half rushing attempts. I'm going to say slightly over. Okay. Wow. I know that's a good one. I like, yeah. I like to see how things start in the first quarter and then I will know how. But I won't go with over. 
Okay, okay. I'm going with the over two for the main reason that uh, uh, we know how that third and one, fourth and one is always a quarterback sneak, and we'll probably have a few of them. So um, mm -hmm. I just have a couple more here for you. Okay. So who scores first? You got the Eagles at plus 170 or the Chiefs at plus 210? I'm going to say Eagles score first. Okay. And you said, what, what were the odds again? <laughs> so the odds were Eagles at plus 170, 170, or the plus Chiefs 170. at plus 110, 210. Oh, sorry. I, I messed this up. Sorry, Rob. We started over. So, uh oh. <laughs> the Eagles score first and win is plus 170, and the Chiefs score first and win plus 210. So, the team that scores first uh, wins the game. Oh, yeah. But I'm still thinking the Eagles score first. Okay. And they'll hang on. They'll do their and business. Win. Yeah. Okay. I'm, with Rob. I'm with Rob on that one. I mean, I have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and win, uh, yes. You, yeah, I, I guess I'll do it too. I mean, I really hate picking any NFC's games at this point. I'm so uh, so traumatized from this last season. <laughs> but I'll be the same. Okay, shortest touchdown in the game, over under one and a half yards. Even. One and a half? It's going to be one or two. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a sneak touchdown by Hurts. At least one. At least one. It's it's an over-under, though. Over-under in total yard, like yards, at one and a half yard touchdown. So one yard touchdown. Then one yard or two yard. Over. Then it's just barely over. Just barely over. Then. Over? Um, yeah. I'm going to say only on the fact that won't happen. Because the only way it can happen, I'll go with the odds. At, the ball has to be at the one. If the ball is never at the one, it can't happen. Yeah. So I'm just going to lean on no. Okay. Greater than one and a half. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go with the under. I think the Eagles do score on a quarterback sneak from the one. Okay. okay. And I'm then I got say, two the ball gets there. just because uh, Devontae Smith. I've seen a lot of people talking about Devontae Smith lately. Like he's going to tear up. Um, so I got two for Devontae Smith, over under 95 yards receiving. How many? 95. I'm going to say under. Okay. Hmm. Devontae for 95. Hmm. I want to – I know. I want to say yes – so bad, because even Nelson Aguilar had over 90 yards in the last Super Bowl. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> and Corey Clement led with 100. Like, yeah, right. It's crazy. Um, but I just think that we're going to really utilize A.J. Brown so much more this time. So I'll go with under. Okay. And I'm going with the under as well. And for the same reason, I think it's going to be this game's going to be AJ Brown and the Dallas Goddard and the running game. And you know we know how this team, so every game that one of those big three receivers, they kind of fall by the wayside. I think it's going to be Devontae in this one, um, in terms of yardage. But 
That brings me to the last one here for Devontae Smith, too. Over, under, five and a half receptions. Over. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Is it five and a half? Yeah. Um, have yeah, six. over. Still have six. Ty is number. And I'm going with the over, too. I, th- I think he's going to have six or seven receptions. Yeah, I just don't think he's going to hit 95 yards. And that's all the prop bets. So I wrote this all down. Let's see who ends up with the most right. Just for fun. That along with our regular bet of the season that's still <laughs> up in the – that we'll go yeah, through that, this week. Yeah, too. this has nothing to do with that bet. This is just for fun. Yeah, for yeah we, I, understand, I understand prop bets. Yeah. All right, we, we, reach, we reach the end. So give me your predictions. All right. Well, there's a couple of things here with this game. I already I already talked about uh, the way, you know, the, the matchups and everything. Um, you know, one thing that everybody always talks about is Vegas and they know more and all this stuff, the lines. You know, this line started off at two and a half. The Eagles were favored to win by two and a half. And it's still held, but it's down to one and a half, even on some. I mean, this is a cheap – this is a line – to me, this is a, a line where Vegas is trying to get people to bet on the Chiefs. Okay, I mean, you can how how often can you actually bet on the Chiefs and Mahomes and Reed and actually get points? You know, never. So, I mean, they came out with the spread giving the Eagles two, or the Eagles giving two and a half points because they wanted everybody to bet on the Chiefs, and that's what everyone's done. That's why this line has dropped to almost even. Okay, um, beyond that, you look at the Eagles. And it, it, it's not the same as 2017. We don't, in that this regards, we don't have the dog masks and all that. But we've been disrespected for year, uh, years. It's, and we've been disrespected this year as well, you know? Um, Jalen Hurts has been disrespected since he came into the league. Everyone said he was in, he, he couldn't throw the ball. He couldn't read a defense, this and that. Second year, you know, he's, he's, he's not that good. He'll never be a franchise quarterback. You know, third year, even after he he showed a lot of potential last year, uh, you know, he's just not that good. Sirianni, he had the same sort of uh, reception coming into Philly that uh, that uh, Doug Peterson got. You know, we all thought he was nothing, a terrible hire. He's an idiot. And, and then his interview, everybody picked apart every little thing about his interview. Um, um, and then you, you talk about this season. Throughout the year, all the haters, they just keep coming up with excuses for why the Eagles are good, you know? Um, and, and and it always changes. It's always some nonsense. Like, if they want to say Hurts sucks or if they want to say Sirianni sucks, they say, oh, well, anybody could play quarterback, like Chris Sims out there. Anybody could play quarterback with this team. Anybody could coach this team and win games. But then when you actually talk about the game, these same idiots, these same idiot analysts, these same uh, hater fans – that have their brainless, they all say, oh, well, this team sucks. They haven't played anybody. They're not that good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, well, does, is the team not good or is the team so great that anybody could coach and play quarterback? <laughs> and then you look at the disrespect they've gotten over the last two weeks since they destroyed the Niners, these, the, the, the 40 liners, these pussies. You know? <laughs> you guys are crying up a storm. It's, it's an embarrassment to the city of San Francisco. You Even know? Robbie Gold, yeah. like, please. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> pathetic. It's, it's pathetic. Really? Um, 
And I mean, I, if I was, if I lived in San Francisco, I'd be embarrassed. But you know, you look at the city of San Francisco; those people are so soft. They probably aren't embarrassed. They actually aren't because they're all making the same excuses. <laughs> so it's the, the, this team's been getting disrespected for years. They, they know it. They've heard all this. Um, and 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 Vegas, they think the Eagles are going to win this game outright. They think they're well. I shouldn't say outright. They're favored to win, but they think they're going to cover the spread. It's obvious. They want everybody betting on the Chiefs. So the way I see this game going is this: Eagles get out to a big lead. Um, they they come out. They dominate the line of scrimmage early. Um, Mahomes moves the ball. There might be a couple turnovers there, but uh, not a lot of points for the Chiefs. I think uh, I think Eagles go into halftime up twenty four to ten. Eagles come out second half. They get Eagles get the ball to start the second half. Go right down the field, score a touchdown. Go up thirty-one to ten. Everybody's going crazy in Philly. And then I think uh, I think the Chiefs start chipping away at that lead. I think Mahomes becomes Mahomes like he does. You know, you're not going to completely shut him down. He's going to move the ball. So I think uh, over the course of the third quarter, this game tightens up a bit. Ends up. Uh, Chiefs getting the ball back. Ten minutes left in the fourth quarter, they uh, they they go down the field, score a touchdown. We we end up with a, a um, actually I should say they get the ball with ten minutes in the fourth quarter. They're down uh, 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 thirty-one to twenty, and they move down the field, score a touchdown. Okay, so now we're looking at 31-27. Everything's mm-hmm. getting tight. Everyone's getting worried. The Chiefs are coming back. About with about seven minutes left in the game at that point, and guess what happens? The Eagles' offensive line takes over. We run the ball down the field. We run that clock down, like we've seen a bunch of times this year. Um, we move the ball all the way down to about the five, and the offense though stalls out at about the five. Kick a field goal, go up thirty-four twenty-seven. One minute left in the game. Chiefs get the ball back with one last gasp, and uh, they move the ball quickly up the midfield. Two incompletions. We're looking at third and ten right around midfield. And that's where uh, that Eagles defensive line takes over. You know, uh, I see Josh Sweat coming off the edge, getting pre- getting in Mahomes' face. And uh, Javon Hargrave putting the pressure up the middle so Mahomes can't really get out of the pocket. He forces one up deep to Kelsey. Interception, Gardner Johnson. 30 seconds left in the game. You will get the ball back. Just the guy just got a knee on the ball game over. And uh, Philly goes crazy. You know, we got people out there eating horse shit. (laughs) (laughs) Eagles win 34, 27. (laughs) Thanks to a late interception from Gardner Johnson. All right. I like that scenario. Well, that's a detail that very well thought out. Um, mine may not be as that deep that thought out. I just I think uh, look, it's funny looking at last year's um not last year five years ago, Eagles were in. I, I almost forgot the Eagles jumped on the Patriots. It was up thirteen to three, um, <laughs> at one point, and actually yeah. held the lead until Gronk got that touchdown in the fourth uh, to make it thirty three thirty two. But the Eagles did not get nervous. It's okay. We got some stuff to do here. And even though I remember watching it thinking, hmm, 
Oh boy, this how it's gonna go. This how it's gonna end. They're gonna wake up and take it from us. But <laughs> nope, Eagles rebound. We stopped them from scoring any more points after that. We put up to forty-one. I think in this game, the beginnings will be similar. I think the Eagles are going to have a double-digit lead. I think they're going to mimic what they've been doing in the previous two playoff games, jumping on them, taking the 14, 21-point lead at the half. But I think in this case, they're probably going to the half, um, either up 14-7, maybe 17-7. And we'll get to enjoy Rihanna and all her special guests. And there'll be one special guest that will really shock the the mess out of everybody would be Chris Brown. <laughs> now that's a special guest. We'll see if she pulls out. <laughs> but we'll come at this halftime. Chiefs, you know, Andy and company going, you know, design another well play drive. Uh, uh script another 12 page uh drive, assuming they get the ball off. Uh, for the second half, and they might march down and kick a field goal, start make the game interesting, and then the Eagles would just smother the clock in the third, take the ball away from like eight, nine, ten minute drive, may just end with a field goal, but to just smothering them, take a ten point lead going into the fourth, and then Chiefs mount up a quick touchdown, which get Philly a little nervous, then Eagles will get the ball. Take the time, take the time, march down, and we'll finish the game. Even though the the scoring, yeah, the scoring fits for me. I have it. I still say the Eagles are going to win 27 14. We'll give them two touchdowns. Since we only gave up one touchdown a game in the playoffs, we'll give them two. (laughs) And we won't score as much. 27 14, we'll all feel nice and comfy. We'll be out in Broad Street. Yeah. I mean, that's all a strong indication of what y'all think the, the game's going to go. So here's how I think the game's going to go. Well, I mean, like I said, we think both think the Eagles will get off to a quick start. We'll get the ball first, go down the field, get a touchdown. And I say they get a passing touchdown to A.J. Brown because he's going to beat that secondary and that secondary bunch of rookies and unknowns. And then the Rocket will come back. He'll bounce back on his on his on his drive and will and the Chiefs will be there seven to seven to seven. There'll be a turnover. There'll be there'll be a couple of turnovers. Y'all didn't mention that. Well y'all did, but for sure. At, at other at other time at, at one point there'll be a there'll be a mistake by one of us. Field goal. Chiefs up 10-7. Then the Eagles will go again. They'll run the ball down the field. Either Booby will will run it in or A.J. Brown will have another touchdown, 14-10. Then a fumble will happen with one of the running backs. I think what's-his-name, number 10, who's a Jersey kid. He'll fumble the ball. Eagles will get the ball. Field goal, 17-14, and that will be – 17-10, 17-10, and that will be the halftime score. Rihanna will do her thing. There will be at least two surprises. Maybe Chris Brown, maybe somebody else. 
I mean, hell, she got 30 minutes to work with, so we'll see what happens. Then the second half, the Eagles will once obviously the Eagles will get the ball first, so the Chiefs will get the ball, and somehow they won't get down there. It'll be a three and out. And that's where Devontae Smith will make one of those cra- those eye diving catches out of bounds. And that will lead to a booby miles run. Eagles are up, like you said, Matt, 24 10 at one point. And then the Rocket will make a run. He'll do what he has to do. Touchdown, 17-24. But that's when the Eagles really take over in the fourth quarter. Because now it's a one-possession game, and they're going to use their rushing, which they can do, and start pounding the ball. Boston Scott, two or three yards. Kay Gatewell, 10 yards. Booby Miles, 15 yards. They keep doing what they keep doing, and basically they run it in, touchdown, then they try for two, they miss, so it's 30-17, and then obviously here comes the the Chiefs, and they come back, and they get another touchdown, a quick touchdown, a passing touchdown, probably about... I give it 25 yards. Slave misses the deal, and they score. So it's 24-30. And then the Eagles will once again pound the ball, get a couple of those things, and they go there. They get the ball. They get a field goal by Elliott, 33-24. And then, obviously, the Chiefs will somehow get the ball back. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Because I have to score 27-33-27, but I think – the Eagles can win this game, and they and Hassan Reck is, is the MVP. So, I got the Eagles actually winning thirty three to twenty four, mm-hmm. and I have Hassan Reck winning the MVP. I think he's going to have two two sacks and a forced fumble. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I think it's going to be a one score game, but we'll see how it goes. Nope, I'm feeling yeah, good. Double digits. That, I just think that with the Eagles, if they're in control, then this then this shouldn't be no problem. This shouldn't yeah. be no problem at all. I just think that uh, if the Eagles get up, like I said, if the Eagles can get up pretty big, I think uh, Mahomes will lead a second half uh, comeback, and it's going to get a little bit tight there. Just like we saw with, the, like you said, with Brady in 28, well, 2018 Super Bowl, 2017 season. But you know, Remember, we're not playing some scrub quarterback. We're playing the best of the best. Exactly. It's not going to be easy. Not Daniel, mm. Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy or Josh Johnson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ain't none of those goofballs. These, this is, we're talking about one of the best of the best. Best of the best. Yeah. Just like the, just like in 2017, you're facing Brady. You win exactly. the Super Bowl. Give you a lot of respect, just like they did when we beat Brady. Because if you're beating a lesser team, they won't give you the respect. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. That's, I still feel good about a double digit win. <laughs> I do. All right, all right, all right. So that's all we have for this episode, and we will most likely be back on Wednesday. Or lose, we will be on here to review it, and then we will look into the off season 
Matt will give us a few predictions of what will go down in this offseason. Oh, yeah. There'll be, be a mock draft yet. But oh, there will be a we'll mock draft in it, too. Oh, there will be a mock draft. Oh, yeah. There's always a mock draft, man. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens there. But we'll look back on this Super Bowl. Hopefully, everything goes to plan. Eagles get the victory. And we, you know, and all good. So, this is our last Sunday episode. We're signing off. Enjoy the game, and hopefully we will fly to yeah, a second man. Lombardi trophy. Yeah, man. Well, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this. You see this hat? I've been wearing this when we talk pretty much every week all year. Fucking four <laughs> clover. You see that? Notre, Notre Dame. You see that? Kind of. You need this. We're going to need this look. We're going to need everything to go our way. I think it's mm-hmm. going to happen, so – I'm going to leave you with an Eagles cheer, man. Eagles! Yes. We got it. We got it. And we 